Would you rather have, have Domino's uh, or Shakey's? J- JD, we're starting and you're ordering pizza. Oh, the, it's the same pineapple thing. Pineapple pizza. You're gonna... You're gonna get your Italian friends angry. <laughs> it's a secret. Yeah, that's a point. Wait, wait, Congratulations, your visa has been approved. Welcome to Beyond the Passport. Fasten your seatbelts as we journey together around the world. 2018, we went to. I went to Mindanao, and I was freelance then, uh, mm-hmm. shooting, and. I wasn't. I was so just. Was it the year that you slept over in my house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2018, and I, I remember just learning photography and videography. So I was trying to find people that I can, mm. you know, like, hey, dude, I want to film something, and just exposure. And mm. instead of just sitting down on YouTube, I think the best way to really learn is to really just expose yourself. <laughs> so I decided to go to Mindanao, and there's a group called Sulads then, and I. Um, we're gonna explain the meaning later on if kind of forgot uh-huh. but the whole idea is to film these teachers in the jungles and in the middle of the ocean teaching to the remotest parts of the Philippines to the indigenous groups right and so we have a friend here CL CL is a good friend of mine classmate we were going to a school in um, we went to a ministry school together. ministry school together in um, Iloilo right and so he's here. He's gonna talk about um, share a little bit of his experience in Mindanao. VJ also is here. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know, um, around this time, this is what me and Jasper does around that year. So yeah. we we film different kinds of ministries, um, especially those who don't have exposure. Yeah. Right? So, the, so the the whole idea yeah. was, hey, we have a lot of people who don't have any presence in the internet uh-huh. and maybe we can have to and we're like we're acting like we have a lot of followers <laughs> we don't <laughs> it's like we were starting and we're like what 4,000 people you know we were starting it's just oh I want to help you have exposure and the whole idea is to go there to live with locals and to film their stories of course it's a good um, it's a good uh, you know it's a good deal basically they get the thing, the exposure for yeah. for free too, and so yeah. you know. Well, before you talk, let, let's introduce our friend CL. <laughs> Can you introduce a little bit of uh, yourself and who you are, where you're from? Um, I'm a teacher at Mountain View College. Uh, that's where I teach at the moment. I teach um, theology, philosophy, and ethics there at the MPC. Yeah, I also do biblical studies. Oh, okay, fancy. Okay, so <laughs> we, we were we yeah. were pastors before in Indonesia. I was assigned in a different uh, church, but we were in Jakarta, Indonesia, right? So, so anyways, uh, interesting thing is that CL, um, he worked for Sulads, and uh, we went there to film. We were not there. No, you're already a teacher. Right. Yeah, yeah. When already, we were in two lads, and yeah. and VJ was there. I came in first, uh-huh. and we asked and VJ, I "Hey, I need assistance." Because <laughs> <laughs> the plan, the plan was to supposed to just stay in the jungles for maybe two weeks and all that. And there's just incredibly like like lots and lots of stories, and we're yeah. like, "Dude, I can't do this alone. Can you come?" And VJ has a baby, <laughs> and the places are that we're going are kind of <laughs> sketchy. And I remember asking the wife, I was like, Do, hey, can I bring your husband? <laughs> because it's really sketchy, no? Yeah. And, 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 and these are the places in the Philippines where the media likes to give the... Yes. I know, it, like, it has a bad rap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and yes, so to exemplify more about that, the places we went in 2018 is probably one of the sketchiest places in the Philippines based on what 
media says. Yeah. And so we were challenged. We were like, dude, is it real? Or if it's real, then we're dead. You know. But anyways, <laughs> sales here. Can you explain a little bit more about Sulads? What do they do? And like, what's it's all about? So um, it's not about going to sketchy places. Like it's not a fear factor for students. But, but um, Sulads originated in the 1960s as a missionary organization of Mountain View College. But then since then they've transitioned into an NGO. So uh, they give free education to indigenous groups. So should, is this is this a place where I explain the name and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, that? yeah. Please explain the so, name. So yeah, the name um, is is from the Manobo word because originally they work predominantly among the Manobo tribes. So explain what yeah. is Manobo like. Manobo is like uh, one of the seven tribes in Bukidnon, in Mindanao. So it's like I would say the biggest, most common place tribe uh-huh. there in in Bukidnon, and so in. The Monobo language, they have their own um, very. I think it's a it's a very beautiful language. They have a word for brother or sister, so it's gender in, gender inclusive, mm-hmm. um, which is sulad. That means brother or sister. Wait, I didn't know that. You didn't know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> so, no, I didn't know that. You learn was, something new every day. Yeah, so, that's so cool. Um, so sulads means brother. It means brother, brother or but, sister. But there's like deeper meaning of it. Yeah. Right, yeah. So it's, um, you know, one of these things where they find the... <laughs> <laughs> they find the acronym. The back, it's, it's called a backronym, right? Uh-huh. They, the, so the backronym is social... Uh, <laughs> you got this, bro. Uh-huh. <laughs> social... <laughs> Read it in Google. I, I want there. you guys to know that I'm actually... Ladies and gentlemen, Sulad, teacher. So it's social, economic, uplift, literacy, anthropological, and developmental services. That's, that's a mouthful. That's so, yeah. that's so deep. Yeah, so. And so what, what, what do they do? Yeah. So uh, basically, they come in. There's, they, have a, they have a program which is called HEAL. It's about um, health, education. They have, the, they have agriculture as well. Yeah. And so all of these things, uh, they teach to the local indigenous yeah. groups. So mainly indigenous people. No. That's their. Mm-hmm. That's the focus. Yeah. Of course, they've branched out into doing deaf ministry as well. Yes. I think, I, I think yeah. you guys have been. Yeah, there. we went uh-huh. to the deaf school. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But that that's a later development. Yeah. Originally, that's that's the thing. That's we want to do this podcast mm-hmm. because people from Sulads probably are the bravest people I've ever met. I, I would say so. They're like yeah. Yeah. hardcore people. Yeah, they're they're pretty. Hardcore. Like I've lived a sketchy life. But when I compare my life to them, they're like, man, these guys are wild. You know, and we'll talk more about that later on. But remember VJ when we were going there? And I'll go first. I came there first and I was assigned to to go to film a teacher in Agusan Marsh. Mm -hmm. And Agusan Marsh is such an interesting place because they have seasons. Um, uh, Flood season, monsoon season, and then this dry season. And the houses in the Agusan Marsh floats. So they attach it. So usually in the Philippines, you have a house and it sticks, and the foundation is is stuck in the in the in, in the, the land, by the ground. In Agusan Marsh, it's really interesting because they put it in a bamboo. Uh, it's a group. It's a raft, right? It's a raft. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a raft. It's a floating house. So it's a floating house. So it floats, and so whenever the flood comes. It goes rise up. Yeah, it's yeah. really like Filipino resilience. It's it's the <laughs> finest. So when the flood comes, it go float like that, and then when dry season comes, it just stays in the ground. Yeah. 
You know, it's, it, they survive. And it's crazy because they don't have highways, they don't have roads, they only have waterways. Mm -hmm. And so I remember because it was a very long, I remember someone told me it's like a like a good eight hour trip on a boat. And so we have a, a, a pilot who does the, the medivacs and all that, a pilot, Dwayne. He was like, dude, I'll bring you there. And so I remember actually it was pilot Daniel who brought me from Negros to MVC in Bukidnon. That's like mm -hmm. a good six hour flight on a helicopter, very small helicopter. It was mm -hmm. very sketch. But anyways, he brought me to Agusan Marsh and then I remember I received a text message from him. It's like, the weather is bad. You, you're you going to have to stay there <laughs> for a few days. We don't know when it's going to open. But I was like, dude, this is so scary because I did not have any long sleeves. I usually bring long sleeves. That was my skita nets and all that. So I'm going to live with the locals. I remember I've never had mosquito bites that much in my life. Like, dude, I have mosquito bites everywhere. So no one has mosquito nets there? Like, they What was the place, the place like no, because, where, where you were left? Huh? The place like, what, what, what was it like? So I was in a, in a very tall uh, bamboo house. Because uh -huh. when the flood comes, it's, it, you know, it, it, it's very tall. It's tall enough to survive. And then I slept there with, with my hammock. And the teacher was there. I have no mosquito nets. <laughs> and I remember you, they don't have fresh water. Like, literally, I remember one time um, we were about to shower, but the river was so dirty. Like, it's so muddy. And so the 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 old the older people were like, hey, let's go shower, let's go shower to the no maligo tayo dun sa marsh. I was like, what what do you mean? I was like, no no, this is dirty. We go there in a deeper side. It's gonna be cleaner. So was okay. it okay? But it was it was not clean. And so the old the older people were like, they jump and they start soaping themselves, right? And I was like, man. And you guys remember Lolong? Remember Lolong that. The oh, biggest the crocodile, big crocodile yeah. in like that was found in, in the wild. Yeah, I like, did a quick Google search. It said twenty point twenty four feet. Twenty mm. twenty feet long yeah. in the wild, right? uh -huh. He was found around the area, and so that was very <laughs> sketchy. You know, just to think about a, a twenty foot croc is, is found in the area, and I was like, dude, this is crazy. And so he's, I did not shower for like three days <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, I'm so scared. And I remember May. PNG has a sachet. It's amazing. Have you seen that? Yeah. Like PNG is a sachet. It's like super murky water. Oh when yeah, you yeah, put yeah. it I on the, I know, the, the the water. Do you have to stir? Do you have, you to, have stir? to stir, yeah, and then it's gonna be clear. And all the dirt goes down. Oh. It's it's amazing. So I got stuck there. I remember being stuck there. I was a vegetarian, so I had to eat Should've fish. Should have put that like five of those sachets in the water and then just go go for a bath. <laughs> exactly, but it's limited, so you can't, <laughs> can't just. They only use it to wash the plates. Ah. Yeah. Oh, they have it. Oh, they have oh, it. Wow. Yeah, but it's very limited. So, so shout out to PNG. But anyways, <laughs> this, was, this was maybe around the time you were wishing for someone to go with you. Yeah, exactly. But anyways, I, I was I was a vegetarian. I was uh, first time I ate fish. Mm. It's amazing. And then uh, for for years also, and I just have to like live with the locals. I remember swimming with the kids. Yeah. It's an amazing experience. And so these are super duper remote areas that teachers would go. And some of these teachers have you know finished their degrees they're not like all dropouts you know they're, they're like yeah, they yeah. have degrees and they choose and, and and probably you can give a little you know background why they choose to be there mm -hmm. but uh, vj talk to us a little bit about your experience remember we went i yeah. met you anyway <laughs> <laughs> um so jasper was there and then i followed we had to ride 
a six-seater plane. So this was my first time riding that kind of plane. Maybe if we put highlights, we'll put a picture on it. It's super small. So six-seater in the front is the pilot and then Jasper and then two passengers in the middle. And then I was at the back with the bags. So five of, five of us in the plane. And then we flew. And then for me, I was expecting a rough ride because I know they were telling tell me stories. So my expectation was like, this is going to be so rough. And then we went into some turbulence. That was a, one of the worst turbulence I've ever experienced in my life. One of the worst. But because my expectation was like, oh, it's going to be rough. I was like, oh, maybe this, this is just normal. <laughs> it was very, very rough. <laughs> and then, but there was one time it was so rough that the plane went was like I don't know it, it did a, an abrupt fall uh, and then our heads hit the ceiling and like boom and then the bags were I was be, beside the bags and the, the bags were just flying. flying around like zero gravity <laughs> it's like one of those things from the movies you know what you yeah. know it's sketchy yeah. when old people because we were old oh, sorry the pastors we were with were older the older people they were like oh, oh. <laughs> and it fell and, and then Pastor Pitoko was like oh. <laughs> and I was like okay this is not normal anymore <laughs> anyway we survived yeah <laughs> and then it sucked because we Jasper was recording it, uh, with a GoPro and the for some reason it got corrupted oh, so did. we did oh, not gosh. keep the file so it's one of those like people who brag yeah. things and yeah, they yeah, start yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did that before but the camera was not recorded but yeah it was one of the sketchiest in fact when we left the island we flew the same aircraft mm. and as soon as we flew one of the engines died. And then, and I remember, I remember the pilot was like, I hear him talking to the tower. Oh, we have to go back because we have an engine failure. And I was like, wait, what's happening? You know? I was like, don't worry about it. It's, it's okay. <laughs> but I can feel it. <laughs> and you'll hear it like. <laughs> and then wait, when we landed, he went and got a screwdriver. Yeah, a wrench. And he just fixed it and wrenched really? it. And then we flew again. <laughs> I was like, that, that and I was, was like, it? okay, this is the end of it. You know, this is. But Dwayne, props to Dwayne. Dwayne is probably one of the best uh, bush pilots out there. He yeah. is a, is he used to Black fly Hawk Black pilot. Hawks. Yeah, he's, he's a war veteran, very good guy. But anyways, but he was really quiet on that flight. It was very, yeah, he was very <laughs> quiet. I remember being very, very scared. I've never been that scared in my life. Yeah. I was very scared, and Dwayne was so calm, very quiet. I'm not sure if we're about to crash or not. But anyways, I remember VJ peeing at the bottom. <laughs> anyway, before the flight. I've been waiting for this flight? story, man. I've been waiting for It was for a several story. hour flight yeah. and I did the mistake of drinking a full bottle of water before the flight. Yeah. Just, just being healthy, you know? And, you know, being at the back, um, you know, the door was sealed, mm-hmm. but not really. <laughs> and so a bit of air was coming in. And then you could feel the door just like, <laughs> like this, and it's a bit open, and it was it was scary. And then after the turbulence, I was I got so nervous, so I just felt like I had to go. <laughs> he, was show, he was showing me a bottle full, so, full of pee. I had the bottle with me, and then I just tapped the I just tapped the two passers in front of me and said, "Don't look back, I'm gonna be." <laughs> and just filled that up. That was a little was nasty. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> but yeah, so 
you know, people experience this. You know, and Dwayne, you know, he's a, a pilot down south. He experienced all these bad, bad turbulence. But to to move on with with uh, Sulats. Anyway, we got to the island safely. Yeah, we got. Yeah, we're, we were we survived, and we went to an island called Tawi Tawi. Mm-hmm. This is where CL was assigned as a teacher. Yeah. No, and how many years did you work there? I worked there for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's actually a small archipelago, mm-hmm. so there's a lot there's a lot of different islands there. But anyway, so we were we were assigned there, yeah. and the boats were set, were very small. I remember mm-hmm. going to this place. I forgot the place, but it's very near Brunei, Brunei and Malaysia. It was very far, and it mm-hmm. took like six hours for us to go there from the main. Probably Sitangkai. Yeah, Sitangkai. Yeah. Yes, and it was very far yet very beautiful. The houses are on stilts. No, it was, and it's so amazing because I've always asked that, like, how these, how in the world do these people survive? You know, high tides or storms. There's no storms there, bro. Um, it's the thing is when there are storms, it usually happens when the tide is low. Mm. So, uh, when the tide is high, then somehow the, they never get storms. Tell but, us where you were. Where were you assigned? Um, I was assigned in uh, Panglima Sugala. That's that's another like municipality, uh-huh. but specifically near Barangay Liaburan, there's this um, small area called Punduhan, Punduhan Liaburan. They just oh, call it Punduhan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the where the houses are still. So basically, that's where I live. Yeah, and, and how far is it from the mainland? Um, by boat. By boat. It, it depends on the, on the how fast the boat yeah, is. How, how fast the boat is. Which I discovered something about Filipino culture. That's probably why we have Filipino time. Mm-hmm. It's because we used to be an island nation, so we can't really say how when you're gonna get there, right? Ah, because, because, yeah, good excuse. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, like you the know, when, tide was the waves were strong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when you're here, the the roads, you know, they remain the same. All kinds of weather, you know, maybe they slow a little bit. But there, it also depends on the weather, not only uh, on the on the boat uh, that you're. Yeah. So so island time. Yeah, island time. I how would, how long how long is the trip? I would say if you're if you're riding one of the slower ones, then the weather is good. Like in good weather, that's like maybe two or three hours. In the yeah. middle of the sea. Yeah, in the middle of the ocean. This is this is good time. Yeah. This yeah this is good. This so, is good time. Yeah. Um, if you ride on the smaller ones, like the smaller ones are kind of like faster, mm-hmm. then maybe you can cut it in half or maybe even one fourth. Depend, uh, depends on how the weather I is. I remember riding these small ones uh-huh. and it was very sketchy. Yeah. It was one of the sketchiest boats. That was, and, and you know, to give you a little idea, this is Sulu Sea. This is not like a. Like a like a normal sea. <laughs> this is like a sketchy sea. The, the thing is, the locals don't have kati. That's how they build their yeah. boats. So, um, yeah. If, it will if, tip if, over. It will tip over. If you yes. guys are lucky, um, those boats will have. Have you been tip over before? Well, yes, but the but the good thing is it was when the tide was low. So, <laughs> so you just got wet. Yeah, so we just got wet and um, we wasted a lot of good food and stuff, but oh, we didn't that, actually that, die. Yeah. Okay, food. How, how does that work then? Like it's very far. How does that, do you ration your food? Well, I think food is not as difficult as water. I think water is like the number one mm-hmm. problem over there because like the closest, yeah, the closest place to our island where you can get um, semi-saline water. Okay? Mm-hmm. So it's not completely like without salt. So it's still salty to the oh, taste. Oh, snap. Yeah. But that's like... Um, but can you drink it? Yeah, yeah. That's what we drink. With a bitter face. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what we drink all the time. Oh, snap. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. See, talks about water because I remember going to the island and then I did not know that water was a problem. And then Dude. we were we were in under the sun in the boat because the, yeah, yeah. in the boat, it's hot, right? 
So we went there and I took a bath. <laughs> Oh yeah, you finished the whole water. Like oh, a, the drum was full of water. Yeah, uh, so hot. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I remember locals were so we're mad. probably looking at you. They're like, oh, this guy. This no guy idea. was just. Yeah, he, he felt like he was in. <laughs> but I did not know. So, so to put it in context for those of you who are listening, um, the typical bath for us is um, one one gallon of water, like maybe three or four liters. That's the Dang. typical bath uh-huh. every day. So when they saw you going wild, they were like, <laughs> "This guy's taking the whole community's bath." Yeah, yeah. yeah but the water was very scarce. I think I remember some of the teachers would text me videos of them rejoicing when the storm comes. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's so. They're true. like, "Oh, this is the best so part," true. you know, because yeah, they get yeah. sh- they can shower now, yeah. they can drink mm-hmm. water, you know, and and, and that's, it's so crazy because why would you go to a place? That it, let's be honest, food is important, but water is yeah. wildly important than food. Like there's this time when, towards summer, mm. when there was no rain, we didn't have um, any rain for like two months. Mm. Uh-huh. Everyone was suffering. Like mm. I, this is the first time in my life that I've seen people fight over water, like literally oh, fighting. No, Man, it was scary. crazy. It's like, no, I, I thought that they would come to, to arms because the argument was really really strong so this is how bad it was um they had like all of these containers and our our mother you know uh, we call her our ina the one who takes care of us there hid one container of water under like this mountain one one container of water under this mountain of containers just so we could cook rice every day so that's the water you cook the rice with and the guy who was their relative came in and took a bath like VJ did <laughs> with the water and I tell you tempers were flaring I was like man you know where I live people never fight over one one gallon of water that's but, but that's how bad it was yeah because you were you 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 grew up in a place where there's a hydro power plant man it, in, in Bukidna it's like they don't turn off the faucets yeah. there so bro, in the islands rainwater is the only source of drinking water yeah. rainwater and the thing is, it's like this. It's, Can they buy water? It's like it's like um, double jeopardy. If you want water, you, then you have to pay for the gasoline because oh. you're gonna have to go right. So it's expensive. Water is so expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to like you have to pay in gasoline. Basically, mm-hmm. you have wait. To, pay yeah. water with gas? No, no. Like no, like you, you have, have to have buy to the gasoline. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So let's say um, I, I'm doing the math on my mind now. It's like it will take us like two liters mm-hmm. of gas um, to to get water so you load up your banka with with water and then then you have to go there like once yeah. every week or once every two weeks because it's it's so costly uh-huh. you know and so these people are, are living hand to mouth and that's how that's how bad it is you know for the just for the local first so uh, yeah. and and also i want to shout out to ways for water because yeah. they give up they gave um, water filters uh-huh. to yeah. the community so yes rainwater is nice but sometimes you know, insects will come and all the dirt. Mm-hmm. And so it's really good to have water filters because if you get sick in the island, <laughs> you don't want to get dehydrated. So, okay. So um, funny story about that. Our our ama, like the, the head of the village, uh-huh. he likes to keep pigeons because he's the, he thinks it's good luck. Oh, no. <laughs> I know where this story yeah. is going. <laughs> I think you, you know where this is going. So when our house was new, when our house was new, the pigeons wouldn't come and, and, um, and you know, just stay in our roof because, you know, it's a new house. Uh, so we were so happy. And then one day he was like, hey, look, you know, my pigeons really like your house. <laughs> and we're like, that's not good news. 
Because <laughs> when the rain comes, you know, you, you use any surface to uh-huh. catch as much water as possible. And the pigeons yeah. are like... Yeah, the, pige- the pigeons, you know, they, they, they're... <laughs> Um, you know they're going uh, like all over the yeah. all over the roof, but that's that's fine. Um, what we do is so this is this is really graphic stuff. But what we do is the first hour we use that for um, going to the bathroom and you know all, all these other non-essentials, uh, non-drinking water stuff. And then after the first hour, we hope and pray that all of the poop is gone, <laughs> and then we. Uh, we use that for drinking, so well. That's that's the stuff. One of the things that I always remember is going to the toilet. Okay, because oh, okay, just a little background. The toilet is different. The toilet is you. They have uh, bamboo stilts beside the uh-huh. the, the <laughs> island, and then in the sea. In the sea, and then in the toilet, there's no toilet bowl. Yeah. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. just a hole in the bamboo uh, stilt in yeah. wood, and then you just. Uh, squat yeah, we, and you drop away and bombs away bombs away yeah. and then you look at below and all the fish are like <laughs> <laughs> and then after you eat the fish for lunch yeah but okay like in the defense of, of my of my people over there okay right? oh, yeah, this is, yeah. yeah okay they don't fish nearby close yeah close okay. by they okay. always go somewhere far so okay. so Oh, you know, you always have that one fish. It's very, it's <laughs> <laughs> very adventurous. And all, <laughs> but also, in their defense, yeah. the the current is really strong, so uh, it it'll probably take like a few seconds yeah. for for everything. I used to be like, oh man, I can't do this, yeah. but I you know after staying there for like two weeks or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I was like, Dude, this is it's like, not that okay, bad. I'm just gonna drop bad. it there. <laughs> we finally call the toilets look. Yes, yes. 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 yeah. I remember when it's high tide. <laughs> <laughs> no, the thing is, you guys are actually lucky because you arrived after the schools had already been built. So they had toilets. The first time when, when we arrived, like there was no house for us. So we lived with literally, we, we lived with the people because, you know, uh, it takes time to build and everything, the school and everything. So I remember I asked my partner, it's like, where's the toilet? And he looked at me, he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, what do you mean? It's like, he, he said, no one has like literal toilets. They just wait for 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 the night to come, to cover them with darkness. And they just go like wherever it's close to the water yeah. and do their thing. Just, yeah. I was like, I, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 it's it's it's, it's okay. I'll um, I'll watch uh, I'll watch over you while you do your your thing, right? <laughs> so you did the same thing, I did. but you did not wait for the night. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you're like in the morning. <laughs> so anyway, so um, <laughs> oh, one last story about that. So what we would do is we do it in our kitchen because that's our favorite place to do it. We do it in the kitchen. And so, uh, my my partner would watch over me, just make sure that no one is, you know, um, going that direction. But then this we did it early in the morning, four four o'clock. Then a woman came to the kitchen because she was about to cook, and I was in the middle of my thing. And like my partner told me, "Dude, you have to go. You have to go fast." <laughs> so the good thing is I finished in time, and I we just we just I was like, "Oh, you know, we can help you cook and stuff like that." But actually, we were there to do something else. So that's how that's how um, that's how it is over there. Yeah, harsh situation. I mean, why would you go there? Mm. Like, why why not choose a more like comfortable place? Why did you go there, bro? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, 
Well, I, of course, I didn't know that I would be assigned there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a secret. Thought, you got scammed. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I'd be assigned somewhere. You know, I was, I was a college more comfortable. Yes. Yeah, I was. I was a college graduate, and you know, I I, I did pre- I think pretty well for myself in school. So I thought you know I'd be sent to one of the well-established um, schools and stuff. But um, they have a specific they have a specific system where they assign people where they think they can uh, they can be most effective and, and so anyway <clears throat> yeah back to Jasper's question um, I was just reading just this afternoon where um, Ellen White says uh, she's she's a really awesome author she says this only by love is love awakened and so for me and what I've seen in life of my partner and all these other people that you know that you, you say um crazy brave it's it's actually love and i think that's pretty rare nowadays you know to see people who are doing it out of the love of of, of other people um, people who because people need the education they need all of these things um, many of them are exploited as you already um, found out and you know it's not of course you're never gonna get rich doing it but mm-hmm. it's because they love these people i think that's the main that's powerful yeah 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 and then same author she said when you love someone duty becomes a delight oh yeah and sacrifice a pleasure and that's that that Mm. quote hit really strong um, when I was there because man what motivates these people they they, they're not paid by the way just a little background these people are not even paid six one hundred dollars I mean Mm -hmm. these people are paid fifty bucks yeah is that the same fifty dollars can you imagine that it's two thousand five hundred pesos 50 bucks a, a month uh-huh. and that's when all the donors send the money in yeah and so you know financially stuff uh, you know fluctuates and so sometimes sometimes you don't get it I'll be honest right I'll, I'll just be upfront with everyone when I was there when I was there with my partner there's 10 months where we're supposed to get the 50 dollars right for nine of those months, we didn't get anything. Oh, snap! Yeah, that's why I'm 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 being completely serious. Yeah, and and you know, I you know most people would probably just leave. You know, it's like this oh, is yeah. wild. Yeah, but you know, all of these people are volunteers. Even the mm-hmm. people who sense these teachers, they're all volunteers, mm-hmm. and no one's paid. Yeah. But to be mm-hmm. able to bring education to the remotest parts, and and mm-hmm. I just I want to make it clear, right? Not even the not even the government teachers will ever uh-huh. go to these areas. Uh-huh. Like and and this is these areas are sketchy, yeah. very far. But I've also met the most loving people mm-hmm. that I've yes. ever met. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and and yeah, and, and to to say I think I grew up in a system, in a context, or maybe watching television, the news, making our brothers and sisters from the south, the Muslims, in a very bad light. Mm-hmm. But as I travel yeah. around and Definitely. see all these people, mm-hmm. I've met the most loving people I've ever met. Yeah. I remember one time I was near the MILF camp and we were having worship as Christians, and we're Christians. Mm-hmm. And remember we were we were singing and you know, people are like, Oh, if you're Christian, they're gonna kill you and all that. Mm-hmm. But because of these teachers, yeah, we came there, we sing. And we, we were we were seeing praises and all that. And then the elder came and said, you can freely worship here. We'll protect you. Mm. And those wow. were the elders <laughs> who yeah. people told us about. They go, yeah. oh, these people are, you know, they're going to kill you. But these people pledged, said, we're going to protect you. Mm. And hey, hey, tell us a little bit. Remember there was 
war all the time before the Sulians came? Yeah. Um, so these islands, they have they have local rivalries. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we know this because we talk to not only the kids but within the community, mm-hmm. and so that started to change, especially as the children got educated, because what happens is the teachers from the different islands they often visit each other and then they bring the kids together you know for for certain activities campings and so on and so the kids they grow up together they grow up knowing each other and so uh, where before there was like rampant tribalism right like different there are so many different tribes there in Tawi Tawi um, but now they grow up together and they realize hey, you know we're all family we're all the same you know we went to the same and we, we went to the same school and all that stuff so um I, I can say that it, it really has changed the perspective Education. of the students. Education. Yeah. 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 And I remember them saying, like, where the sulads are and where the schools are, there's peace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's because education is so important to people mm-hmm. and so they don't want to, to scare the mm-hmm. opportunity away. So uh, they're also very, like Jasper said, very loving people. You know, I, I went there with with a certain mindset and conception but then at, at the basic human level you know all oh. of us are, are are just that you know we're just yeah. people we're, we have hopes and dreams and it's it's, it's yeah. that's how people are the muslim people are one of the most loving people i've ever met like yeah. you know we were in indonesia we were assigned yeah. there yeah. and i was assigned in solo and people said that suicide bombers are trained in solo yeah. indonesia but man these people are most loving most gentle people i was taking care of muslims and so I think the cure for bigotry and, yeah. you know, like, mm. <clears throat> I think travel, you know, try and see, you know, try taste and, it. And meet, and meet these people, especially what you said, what Jester always says, like, try to meet them uh, um, in their everyday lives. Yes. Uh-huh. You know? Just yeah. do life with them. Yeah, yeah just, just do, do life. life. I think that we're, we're so, and uh, yeah, I think if you stop being a tourist, and just, you know, and just live with the locals. Try, you know. And I would encourage you guys, if you have time, come. Spend some time. One week, two weeks uh, without a toilet. <laughs> with a it will change your perspective in life. I'm a pretty much exactly. like, I think I think people always say like, okay, I'll never do this. I'll yeah. never do that. You know, this is something I'll never do. But then when you're there, you'll realize, oh, that's why people are like this or like that. I remember telling my partner when we were on the way there, I told him, I'll never drink water unless it's boiled i want to make sure that he's like okay whatever you say (laughs) and two months later two months later literally two months later i reached into a container full of mosquito larva and cupped it with my hands and drank it i was that thirsty you know so you experiences will change you you know so i think that's what what, Dude, it tasted like heaven to me. <laughs> I was so thirsty. You know, the whole day you don't have water. And then you see, and um, I remember this because because it was so special. It's like, the woman told me like, sir, it was like a secret. It's like she had drugs or something. Just like, sir, we have water. You want to have some? <laughs> I was like, sure, put the water. <laughs> she reached into this, like, this, this box that she had been hiding. She had been hiding from her kids and her husband, you know, because... It's very special. Like oh, it's like contra, and she's like, "Here, I feel so bad." And I look and I open it up, and man, I saw all of this larva. Oh, man, me and my partner, and we were like, "This is water, bro." <laughs> this you is didn't get sick at all? No, I you know. I, 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 I thank God. I thank God that I, that I didn't get sick. Um, 
ever. It's one of the things I did get sick once, but mm-hmm. not because of not because of that. And so And this just yeah. shows how locals love you. Oh yeah. Like why would you why would they give you like, right. their yeah. last portion uh, yeah. of water? Yeah. Like um, I remember the gospels right where it says um um you will not uh, even the first uh, even if you give one of the least of these a glass of water you will not lose your reward. Uh-huh. Man, for me like that it, that experience really put that illustration through my heart. It's like there is a value to these little actions especially in the direst of circumstances you know like for for us like yeah a cup of water what's that but for them it's literally their lifeblood like i'm using this this evening to cook rice for my family but i'm giving a portion of it to you because you know so that's that's the love man. that's so that's powerful yeah. dude. and you don't get to see that anywhere in the world <laughs> I thought I'd never yeah. experienced that. <clears throat> After 50 countries, that was like, Tawi Tawi was the only one where, like, man, people are special. We're like, all oh, these people are special. I remember Kuyaroni. This this guy's one uh, of, probably one of the most inspiring people I've ever met. Dude. Yeah. T- tell us a little bit about Kuyaroni. So, well, it's the, the things you already met him. I think you guys already yeah, met him. Yeah, we met him. Yeah. But for me, it's a lot more personal. And, you know, um, when I talk about it, I want to make it as personal as possible because I spent one year with the guy. He was actually my partner, the partner that I keep talking about in my stories. Oh. <laughs> the guy who drank the 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 mosquito uh, larva he, he water. Drank the same water yeah. as he did. That's him. And you know, you get to know people when you actually live with them. Right? I, I keep talking to Jasper about this and you know and and like I think it's similar for all three of us. People see us on socials and you know, oh this guy's so inspiring. Yeah, but if you actually live with a person they actually know who they are. And you're right, he's um, I, I would say he's one of the most inspiring people that I've ever he's met. He's like my hero. Yeah. Yeah. Ronnie's brother was killed. Uh-huh. And and when he was his brother was assigned in one of the 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 schools mm-hmm. and like I'm not sure if this was the reason but I've heard that one of the the chief dreamed about mm-hmm. his wife having, you know, an affair. having an affair with yeah. the teacher yeah he woke yeah. up he took his gun and he shot Ronnie's brother in the head while he was washing his clothes yes, exactly yeah ah. and that was like and I remember Pastor Pitugo was talking about this and he was they were trying to find someone who'd replace Ronnie yeah. and they're yeah. having this meeting so who's gonna replace this guy and no one's raising their hand because they're like why would we go to a place where the people are very hostile right right exactly and someone raised someone raised his hand it was Ronnie hmm. and Ron, that was Ronnie's brother who was killed so um, basically the it, it was actually I, I, I would say it's a lot more dramatic than that because yeah. this is actually like a public appeal oh, so, okay, oh, okay. Wow. Tell, tell us yeah, about yeah, it yeah. Yeah. so um, when the brother was killed, I was actually there. I was actually okay, there. Okay. I didn't. I didn't know that he would my he would be my, my partner. partner okay. yet, but, so, so tell but, us. So it was at the wake, and then so they were gonna bury um, Sir Nonoy, Ronnie's brother. Yeah, that Sir Nonoy okay. is is Ronnie's brother. So as they were gonna go to the cemetery to bury um, Sir Nonoy, the director of the Sulas at the time stood up and he said, uh, "We're gonna." intern one of our teachers but that only means that one of our schools lacks a teacher and like you know it's this it's this fact audience right because everyone's there to to mourn the guy and mm-hmm. it's like so who's gonna go and replace him and it was silence 
like you could hear a pin drop and i was looking around i was, I was like for sure it's not gonna be me like i'm not gonna stand up <laughs> i was looking around and i was like who's gonna be crazy enough to stand up and you know there's pressure building and then this guy stands up ronnie that's ronnie and then another person stands up it's a woman who i later found out was um his sister oh ronnie's sister Yes, bro. Wow, I just had goosebumps because I remember Ronnie um, telling the story, and their family like did not approve of what oh, yeah. their brother was doing yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the family did not approve of what they were doing at all, and he would tell me like they would make fun of their brother. It's like, well, what are you doing? You're wasting your life and stuff like that. You know, yeah, there's no exactly. money. Yeah, exactly. And so they both stood up and came to the front, in front of everyone. I was like, oh my word, who are these people? Little did I know that he would become my partner in the future. And so, and this is not even the end of the story. I'm telling you. So we're coming <laughs> to the most exciting part, which is they went and they talked to the mom. This is the mom who used to be against the work, right? Against the work of education and sulets and stuff like that. And so they asked her, they're like, how do you feel? You know, you already lost a son and then two of your other children are going going uh-huh. there. and. She said like one of the most profound things that that I've ever heard, which is she said she said, death comes to all of us at any time, but I would rather that my children are doing it in something that I believe to be the work of God. Ooh, wow, yes. powerful. And for me, that encapsulates the the spirit. Of, of, so of the work. Uh-huh. Like if you ask, um, you know, there's a there's a Sulad's, there's a Sulad's song and all of these um, different things that they say. But one thing that they always do is they sign. This is this is literally what happens. They sign a waiver every time they go, and the waiver basically says that the end this NGO it will not be held liable. For anything that happens. Oh, that's sketchy. <laughs> like, and then the thing is, like, I read the thing. I was like, man, what is this stuff? And it, it, it mentions all the ways that you could actually like die. die. <laughs> but but this is a final thing, and I, I'm gonna stop because I, I I've, been, I've been going on and on about it. Um, it's okay, you, we paid you for. It. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. we're getting pizza later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. But what you have to do is, um, you have to prick your thumb, mm-hmm. and. Um, sign it with your own blood and so people coming in they know that that's that's what you're going to be giving and so the question is like um why why should i do that and i think ronnie's mom encapsulates that like if we go out serving others loving others and doing god's work then it's worth it so yeah yeah that was inspiring as a pastor I remember C.T. Studd who said, he said, some wants to live near the church or a sound of a chapel bell. Mm. But as for me, I want to run a rescue shop within the yards of hell. Yeah, man. You know, and that was yeah. like, man, that was powerful. And I was like, I mean, Sulad is just so inspiring, you know. That, mm. that really changed my whole mindset as a pastor, as a minister. Exactly. Um, yeah, thank you, CL, for joining us. Mm. Um, I hope and 
But you guys visit Sulads, www.sulads.org, if I'm, I'm not mistaken. They also have yeah. a Facebook page. You guys can support the teachers. They only live 50 bucks a day, uh, a, a month. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't come. <laughs> so please, um, thank you for joining us. Yeah, if you guys can can uh, find a way to to get in touch with them. Yeah, and yeah, that, that, that would be great. Yeah, we'll put everything in the description. Mm-hmm. Is there a description in the? <laughs> yeah, I yeah. will figure it out. <laughs> get it to you. All right, thank you guys for listening. We're All gonna right. eat pizza. Bye bye. Yeah. Wow, you guys finished the whole episode. Thank you for listening and journeying with us. We have more amazing stories in this podcast. So if you have not checked them out please do. We release one episode every Monday. Join us next time and Beyond the Passport. Thank you for listening. Dun, 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 dun.